This is Henry Kennedy. I'm the executive director of Kiev Wabas Education. You're listening to the Quest Podcast, stories from Dermascotta Lake. Kiev Wabas has been here for about 100 years, so we headed out to talk with some of our alumni to hear some of their stories and share them with you. Hi, Kiev Wabas family. We're glad you're here. In today's podcast, I'm talking with Joe Spook LaLiberty about his experience with us in one of our veterans programs. For those that don't know, Kiev Wabas invites veterans to our quiet, beautiful campuses so that we can thank them for their service to our country and for protecting us and our freedom. Just turn this up a tiny bit and put this over there. We start by sort of calibrating this thing. I'll just talk for a second. Hello, my name is Joe. All right. So I am sitting with a great guy that I've only known for a few years, which is uh, shorter than most of the people that are on this Quest podcast, uh, but it's somebody that um, is very special to us. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Joe. Tell us who you are. Good morning, Henry. My name is Joseph La Liberty. And I'm a combat veteran in Vietnam and in Afghanistan, and actually other smaller conflicts. And so you are from Maine originally, right? I was born in Washington, D.C., and at a young age moved to Maine, Mm -hmm. went through high school in Maine Mm -hmm. before I became a special forces member and combatant in Vietnam during those years of conflict. And in 1971 through 1973, I had the privilege of serving my country Mm -hmm. uh, in Vietnam. Were you drafted or did you enlist? I enlisted, Henry, Mm -hmm. and uh, chose to do so primarily because I came from very humble means. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was man of the house at the young age of 10. I had three sisters. My mother passed away at 53 years, and Mm -hmm. my dad was non-existent Mm -hmm. and had war problems of his own. What war did he fight in? He fought in World War II, Mm Uh, He was with the 103rd Infantry Mm -hmm. in the Pacific, and much to my surprise, I learned that he was in the jungle pursuing the enemy for 36 consecutive months. Wow. That is extraordinary. Yeah. Now, I've been in the jungle for long periods of time as well. And the enemy is not always human. A lot of the people that are going to listen to this podcast, Joe, uh, have never had to go to war. And uh, I was probably 12 or 13 or 14 when the Vietnam War ended. So this is really very important uh, sort of cathartic time for a lot of us. It's important that we don't lose track of this history and that we uh, that we appreciate guys like you and your dad and my dad and my grandfather and all the people that have come before us that, um, that allow us uh, to live the way we live, which is people just take that kind of stuff for granted. And so that's sort of one of the reasons that we decided to start this camp. Before 
you came to the camp with us. Had you ever heard of us before? I had not. So I learned of Camp Kiev at the Lewiston, Maine Vet Center, mm -hmm. where 21 of us would gather every Wednesday afternoon and we would just chat. We wouldn't talk about the war. We wouldn't talk about experiences. We would only talk about, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How are things going for you right now? Right. Many of us have post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. In my case, mine was newer than Vietnam. Even though I sustained PTSD from Vietnam, um, I had the honor and privilege to be the agent in charge of human remains recovery at the Pentagon 9-11 attack site. And working that attack site for 18 days was difficult. Even as a professional, I had it difficult. And that, Henry, caused memories and sleepless nights mm -hmm. and um, fears that I never thought that I had. Mm -hmm. In fact, we brought out of that hole 29 bodies, 118 torsos, and 2,028 pieces of bodies removed to our on-site morgue. Uh, where identification was taking place, and um, finally one shovel full, weighing 26 pounds of unidentified human remains. Mm. Um, what that did is it, it stirred up an anger mm. inside me. Mm -hmm. And Vietnam came back, mm. and everything came back. I... I uh, I could not breathe uh, because I felt so much pressure on my chest. I have flashbacks. I'm often triggered by um, if if I'm driving on my Harley and I smell decomposition. Uh, it could be a dead animal on the side of the road. It triggers me right back to Vietnam. Um, so I occasionally have to pull to the side of the road, mm -hmm. collect my thoughts, calm down, and then continue my trip. Um, okay. Oh, man. It's just uh, it's a, a privilege to sit and listen to, um, to somebody that... Uh, that has done all of this for us and you know so much of uh, growing up is just a hard thing to do and to have to <laughs> only because you don't do your homework or you don't get your papers done in time or whatever it is and to to think about what you went through at that age is staggering and um to be in a position to make a little bit of a difference uh, is is an honor uh, so and uh, you know we we just sat together with my mom for the better part of an hour uh, hearing some of your stories, which I appreciate cannot be retold, and I understand why. 
Um, and I, I think it was really helpful for her because she lived through the Second World War. She lived through the Vietnam War. And uh, she helped raise um, uh, two or three generations of, uh, of young men through Camp Kiev. I need to say uh, that we believed that freedom is a feeling that the protected will never know. Mm -hmm. And on that basis... We all went over there as strangers, and extraordinarily, we came back as brothers. We are a brotherhood of Nam vets. We take care of each other. Whenever we see a Nam vet anywhere, we'll immediately come together, grasp hands and hug and greet each other, welcome home. Right, because nobody in our country ever did in 1973. In my case, not only did they not welcome me home, and I, I wasn't looking for a thank you from anybody. Right. All I wanted to do was simply go home. Right. But the people didn't treat me as an American. Right. He treated me more like the enemy. I was just coming home. Right. You, you were just a kid. And I had urine thrown at me. Mm -hmm. I was called a baby killer. Um, it, was, it was a shock to my system mm. that now I'm back to my country. When you take a life, you change. Right. Now, whether you take one life or 101 lives, you change. And in my case, um, I felt that I had a hole in my soul. And I couldn't fill that hole. And I turned into Camp Kiev and saw hundreds <laughs> of campgoers waving American flags and yelling. So you did one of the uh, motorcycle rides into the camp. I did five of the motorcycle rides <laughs> into the camp. And that made things so much easier for me. Huh. Uh, I felt truly that I'm welcomed to a place of healing mm -hmm. And I did experience healing in an extraordinary sense. The camp uh, extended itself to me. But more importantly, when I learned that the camp uh, personnel were donating their time, not getting paid for this, to see and interact with a collection of combat veterans from Vietnam, I was so extraordinarily moved. Mm. I thought of that all day long. Mm. And I have to say that even the toughest of my colleagues uh, and I mm -hmm. cried. Mm -hmm. Real tears. Mm -hmm. Real feelings. Mm -hmm that we would not share with anybody, wow. period, mm -hmm. nobody. Not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, mm 
certainly not the VA who would give you more medication, but for the period of time upon arrival to the camp and then experiencing the staff and their gentle caring of us, mm -hmm. Vietnam combat vets, is something that I will always remember and take to my grave. Mm. I thank the good Lord that for whatever reason he brought you, Henry Kennedy, and Camp Kiev into my life. That hole in my soul was largely filled with companionship and love mm -hmm. and the knowledge that not everybody is evil. Mm -hmm. There are good people. Mm -hmm. And I feel myself getting ramped up in anger. And so I can calm that down by remembering mm -hmm. Camp Kiev. No way. That is awesome. It, Camp Kiev gave me a hug. Mm -hmm. Not just one, but many. Mm -hmm. And I recall sitting at the end of the, the five-day adventure mm -hmm. you guys have that goodbye circle right circle of discussion how did the camp go mm -hmm. what did you like what did you not like the guy sitting beside me was a tougher guy than i am mm -hmm. and i feel that i'm pretty damn tough you look pretty tough joe Thank you. I work out every day to stay tough. There you go. The person beside me and I were fairly well decorated from our experiences. Mm -hmm. We could not help but cry. I cried um, real tears. And those were tears of, of coming out. It was all the negativity that I had experienced come together. And these camp counselors made it go away. Wow. Just made it go away. Right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you can tell when you meet someone, this person just doing a job. Mm -hmm. Or man, this person really has uh, some feeling for what we went through. Right. That's love in their heart that they want to share. And they shared it, and I will never forget it. So for the veterans that are coming to our camp and for the first time that are just learning about us, what, uh, what advice would you give to them? Come to Camp Kiev and Wavis. Mm -hmm. Open up. Let them care for you. Whatever pain you have, whether it be mental or physical, trust that these people are there to do nothing more than contribute toward your healing. So open yourself up. Mm. Let the guard down. I had not let my guard down in years, 40 years. Mm. It was always ever-present right. until Kiev Wavis. And there, 
It was like a sanctuary. For those who have fought for it, freedom has a feeling the protected will never know. And you combat vets have that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I have that feeling. And we love each other because we are tough and we're willing to step up when we need to step up. I don't believe there's another guy in this world tougher than I am. Mm -hmm. And I say that because you, whoever's hearing this, you believe the same thing. And tough guys don't cry, do they? Well, let me tell you, macho is not how you fight. Macho is how you survive after the fight. Mm. And when you allow yourself to open up, you're taking a large step Mm. toward really opening your eyes and seeing a wonderful part of the world that's there just for you. Mm -hmm. So as tough as you are, and as tough as I think I am, these people made me cry. Mm -hmm. I didn't cry once. I cried probably every day. Mm -hmm. It... um, It was a healing force that spoke to my heart and my soul. And um, just so that you know, I know you're tough, but I'm tougher than you are. (laughs) Yes, you are, man. (laughs) I got my toughness from the the mud pond portage. You got your toughness in a whole lot different way. I would like to mention one more thing. Of course. For all of you fellows, myself included, who saw time in Afghanistan and Iraq, just remember, 17 years ago, they were castrating women, beheading women. Women couldn't read books. Women couldn't go to school. They couldn't drive cars. Uh, The country of Afghanistan and Iraq, those countries were um, in a stranglehold by their governments. Bring us forward 17 years. We as Americans have lost about 5,000 lives. 5,000 of our brothers and sisters have died in the 17 years. But look what you have. Today, you have women walking around with purple thumbs. Mm -hmm. They voted. They drive cars. They read books. They go to school. Mm. They're in the labor force. Mm. They are no longer being beheaded or castrated. Listen, you men and women who fought, as I did in Afghanistan, You're responsible for that. Mm -hmm. Because had you have not gone forward, nothing would have changed. And in 17 short years, Mm -hmm. you literally played a significant role in changing the demographic of our world. Mm -hmm. The world. 
you did. So I say to you, come to Camp Kiev and Wavis. Mm -hmm. Open up. Let them care for you. You are in my uh, heart tough sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. And I too share that moniker. Uh, and you will always be tough sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. Whether you're crying, hugging Henry Kennedy, or whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. no one will take away what you had the courage to do. Mm -hmm. I need to say uh, that we are damn proud to be Vietnam veterans, mm -hmm. every one of us. Mm -hmm. We will never hang our head because of that. This country, the United States, in my opinion, they're accustomed to change in a very quick way. Um, they want something done and, and, and they take the effort to get it done and over with. War is not that way. Mm -hmm. When you go to war, you're going to affect change, both negative and positive. In this particular case, we gave 58,747 lives of our combatants. Americans. Americans. And British and French, uh, French and the other colleagues that were there and 58,747 lives. Freedom is not free. Right. So you drill down with Google Earth and smile when you see that it's not a little firebase anymore. It's somewhat of a democracy. Mm -hmm. And business is flourishing. Right. And that I would offer as evidence that we, the Vietnam combat veterans, mm -hmm. contributed in not a small way in making that happen mm -hmm. for that country and for this world. Right. I speak for myself and uh, for our organization and our country uh, that we just desperately uh, can't thank you enough for the sacrifices that you made, that all of those uh, young men and women uh, made uh, throughout our great history. Um, and as, as an organization that has been frankly very lucky, uh, and as people that have been very lucky, uh, it is in, in some ways our duty to share all of this and, uh, and to welcome you folks home. And we will continue to do that. We, we're blessed to be in an absolutely beautiful place surrounded by uh, young people that, um, that have big hearts and that, um, and that also uh, share um, our appreciation. You know, freedom isn't free, as you said. And uh, it's important for uh, the next generation to understand that. And uh, so your words, I'm sure, will help uh, other young men and women uh, put their, let their guard down and come spend some time with us. And uh, that, that door is always wide open. And uh, so I, I love you and I, I appreciate uh, you. Henry, I love you too for all that you've given me 
as a human being and as a combat veteran. I will live until I'm 93. That's the deal I've made with the Lord. My Harley, myself, and the good Lord, I'm going to live until I'm 93. Pancreas be damned. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you next time. In spirit on our hearts engraved, fond memories of Kiev. Hip hip, rah rah rah, tag tag tag, sis sis sis, boom boom boom, ba, Kiev, Kiev, Kiev.